Hey guys, it's JJ, and before we get started with today's episode, I want to tell you guys about a credit card that Brad and I love, and that's the Jasper card. Jasper is a premium MasterCard issued by WebBank member FDIC that's designed for professionals who want to build great credit. This is a credit card that you can apply for with no credit history required, which is virtually impossible these days, as long as you have proof of income. Here's the thing, you need a credit card to build credit efficiently, but most credit card companies won't approve you for a card unless you already have a credit history. Jasper is different because their unique underwriting is forward-looking. When you apply, they look at your potential instead of focusing just on your credit history. So maybe you just started a new job and you're heading in the right direction professionally, but you don't have much credit history built up yet. You can apply for the Jasper card and if approved, have a real premium card now instead of starting out like many young people do with a debit card or a secured credit card. Plus with the Jasper MasterCard, you can earn up to 6% cash back by referring friends. Of course, terms apply, review them after you click. This card is perfect to help you start and continue to build your credit for you if you take the right steps. So if you are interested, click the link in the show notes to apply for your Jasper card today. Apply by March 31st, 2021 using promo code AMONEY to receive a $50 sign-up bonus. You receive your sign-up bonus as a $50 statement credit upon activation. If approved, terms apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Average Money Podcast. This is a Friday episode where your boys are answering your all's questions. Guys, if you want to leave us a voicemail, there is a link down below in the show notes. You guys can leave us a voicemail. Ask any question your little heart desires, financially related, lifestyle related, whatever it may be. We got a good one today. We got a good voicemail coming from uh, Ethan. It's uh, It's one, well, let's just listen to it first. But before I get started with that, guys, if you are new here, this is the Average Money Podcast, and I am joined, as always, with my by my good friend, Brad Finn. Brad, how you doing, buddy? Killing it, man. Living the dream. Enjoying it. The last Friday of March. Your birthday's coming up this weekend, and my birthday just passed. We're lucky to be alive. We're lucky boys. Yeah, we're I'm living the dream, bud. Good. That's what I like to hear. Yeah, I know. Turn the big 3-0, man. <laughs> so... It's a little scary one for me, to be honest. Nah, my 30s are my best years. Dude, I feel like 30s is like the uh, the year where you have to be like an officially an adult. You know, 20s is kind of like that weird time frame where you're like, eh, I'm still kind of like the teenager years, still kind of like figuring out myself to where 30s is like, you got to know what you're doing. Have you hung out with me? <laughs> That's very true. <laughs> I just turned 39. Oh, man, you are old, dude. What Josh say? You were born in the 60s or whatever? Like, you, you grew up in the 60s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but my th- it's it made me nostalgic thinking about what you're doing because my 30th birthday was the first like birthday I spent with my wife who wasn't my wife at the time and she threw me a banger she oh, threw wow. she knew what she was marrying one day because it was I think I lasted 20 minutes yikes <laughs> <laughs> oh man well hey we got a good voicemail today yeah, man bro, he, yeah, uh, Ethan's got a good one I'm gonna go ahead and play it yeah let's dive right into it and uh, yeah go for it. All right, today's uh, voicemail comes from Ethan. Hey, JJ. Hey, Brad. I'm hoping y'all are having a wonderful day. My name's Ethan. I'm wrapping up my second year of college right now, and I have a quick question about what I should do with some of my money sitting around. Where should I be investing at my age right now at 20 years old? So my parents are paying for my college. I'm debt-free, and I work part-time right now. I have $3,500 cash sitting in a money market account. I have $600 in a Roth IRA account. I have $2,020 in a brokerage account and $50 in my Robinhood account just invested in dividends. So my question for you is, should I be putting some of that $3,500 into one of those accounts? Should I be sitting Because I don't have any expenses right now, so that money's just sitting there. 
and not making any interest. And where should I be investing my money? I'm getting part-time to build wealth for future. Thank you, guys. I love hearing all these young guns. We have such a awesome base of future millionaires that listen to this podcast. And one's come into mind with me with Trevor Hassel that we had. I don't know what episode Trevor was, but a similar type question to this. But Trevor was in a different situation, kind of knew what he wanted to do, but needed needed a help to pull a the trigger. Push. Yeah, a little, little boop. But I, Ethan's really, he's in a very interesting spot. He really is. And it's so nice to go back and think about being 20. So thank thank you, Ethan, for that. Because I think I did my second year of college like four times. So. <laughs> but you want to you wanna start us off, JJ? I, I, I think we could pretty much align on what yeah. we think and what we what we would do we just had an episode on what we do if we can go back to 18 and we talked about money in that episode but yeah i think you start us off and then i can i'll give my two cents for sure man uh so first i want to say a personal thank you to ethan for the voicemail but also my dude you're killing it you know you're killing it you're uh first of all shout out to ethan's parents for setting him up you know for setting him up for paying for school that that's awesome so a big shout out to Ethan's parents. Ethan, if you haven't thanked your parents already, go ahead and thank them now. So I want to run through this again. I tried to write down as fast as I could. Ethan has $3,500 in his money market account. He's got $600 in his Roth IRA. He has around $2,000 in a brokerage and another $50 in Robinhood. He said it invested in, I'm guessing, dividend stocks. So he's then asking, okay, where should he be putting his money? And again, this isn't financial advice. This is just us giving our opinions on things. Right. But I have a couple different scenarios. When I listen to them talk, I'm like, yeah, what would I, if I can go back to like 20 year old JJ, what, what would be the best? And I knew college was going to be paid for and I'm debt free, you know, like dude, kill, dude's killing me. He's set up. What would I want to do? And there was three different scenarios that popped in my head. If I could go back and start over at like 20, what would I do? First one. And Brad, I'm going to guess you're going to agree with me on this. Uh, if not, let me know. But I would say first and foremost, Ethan, you need to be focusing on maxing out that Roth IRA. That'd probably be my first big thing is to, since you are working, is keep funding that Roth IRA. Um, That's my first real big um, opinion on things. And and my first scenario, I guess it would be, is I would want to plug as much money into my Roth IRA as possible because it is one of the greatest investment vehicles out there. And I'm not going to go into detail on that. There's We got an episode out. Uh, that's called, I think, why the Roth IRA is the greatest investment vehicle or something. If you guys want to go into more detail, you can check that out. But that would probably be the first scenario. Do you want me to list all three of mine? Or you want to go? You want to go next? No, I'll 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 talk about that one because I don't agree that that that, that wouldn't be my first okay. that wouldn't be a first go to. And a reminder, like too, if you're working, it has to be earned income. I know some right. people, you know, will work part time doing things like that, but. I, the future Brad and me knows that there's going to be big expenses. And I feel like young people get so caught up in worrying about the interest or worrying about cash. And they watch YouTubers or they say savers or losers and this, that, and the other thing where I don't necessarily agree with that. I do think there's conservative ways that you can put your money in and you can make more than a, a money market account. But 
as far as like investing it, okay, that's one thing. Now, one I will say with your Roth IRA, you could take your contributions out in the future. It's the it's the growth and the dividends and stuff that you can't take out without accruing a penalty and things like that. And I have said that I've used my Roth IRA as an emergency fund, and that is a truth. But the first thing that I'm really starting to think about is I'm trying to think about when I think I'm going to want to make a major purchase, like a house or a wedding or another car or something like that. And I'm going to start to budget for that in some sort of sinking fund. I I love Capital One. We've talked about that. And if you say to yourself, all right, at 30, I want to own a $400,000 house. You can figure out how many months you got till then. And you can start to put that amount of money in. Maybe it's you get married, uh, you get the house of 28 and you need to put up a little bit more money, but at least you're still putting money aside for that. Is it going to make interest? Is it going to lose money to inflation? Maybe, but there is nothing worse than investing money that you're going to need later and then having a correction. In my opinion, I said last March, if well, last January, not this one we just had, but January 2020, if you were like, I'm 20 years old, I got $3,500 in there, I'm going to put it in. Even if you put it in my fanboy VTSAX, two months later, you're down 30%. And if you needed that money, you're effed. And I also think that there's a lot of young people now that don't think that can happen. Stonks only go up. So, I mean... I love the Roth IRA. That, that would be my first investment place for sure. I've made a video about why I will not have a brokerage account until X, Y, and Z are taken care of. Right, right. So yeah, I agree with you 100%. That would be my first investment vehicle. But I would definitely start to think about things long-term. It's very hard when yeah. you're 20 to think about when you're 30. It's very hard when you're 20 to think about putting a ring on your finger. Most people don't get married like you guys did when you were so young and I know that those are some things that hit me financially later on in life because I didn't think about them. So I will say that, and I, I do want to touch on as well too that you mentioned the blessing that he got from his parents. Like I've talked to people that feel embarrassed about that. You know, JJ said, thank your parents, and maybe you understand it and maybe you don't, but they blessed you and they worked hard at doing so. Do not be ashamed of that. Be more motivated to pay it forward to your potential kids. And if you never have kids, maybe you'll scholarship a kid out or something. Like that is a blessing that you should be proud of, not embarrassed of. But yeah, first investment vehicle, Roth IRA. But my first, like what to do with that 3500 I I might not even move it. I might, I might say, hmm, I, I don't know. No, that's, that's a good point, Brad. And to be honest with you, I agree with you on that. Um, I think, I guess I was looking at it as he was asking about where should he invest the money? Um, my first investment vehicle would be a Roth IRA. Yes. Yeah. I, I heard him say like, where's the way I got it was he's asking where should, should I deploy some of that 3,500 somewhere? Got it. So I wouldn't move the, I wouldn't move the 3,500. Yeah, I would keep it in there. I would keep the money. I would use the money coming in from his job to fund that Roth IRA. The Roth IRA. Because in Correct. the Roth IRA, you can have dividend stocks. You can have REITs. You can have all these Absolutely. things. Absolutely. And not, I'm not even sure at his age I would even go the dividend route. I, yeah, I, I know. I know that that's like a little bit frowned upon, but you know, dividends are forced income. You know, they are. And there's the growth versus dividend. At that, at that age, you could take a little bit more risk. And I think growth could be considered more risk. And Maybe you start at 20, you have a growth portfolio, and you realize when you're 40, you want to live off dividends. 
well, maybe you move those growth stocks into dividend stocks and then start collecting dividends. But first investment vehicle, it's got to be the Roth IRA if you have earned income. Yep, exactly. Or do an index fund. You got dividends and growth covered. Guys, I just want to take a quick pause as I open up another beer here and talk about a company that's helping us with this episode, and they are Tavor. As a former brewery owner, what I found out is you you know the breweries in your town. If you're a craft beer drinker, you know where you can go and get a nice craft beer. But then when you get through your entire town, you're kind of like, oh man, I wish I was in another town or I wish I could go somewhere else. And that's really where Tavor changed the game for craft beer. They have given you the opportunity to find craft beer from all over the country and have the opportunity to drink it right in your very home. It's the only place, if you live outside New York, that you can get my former brewery, Dubco, and me drinking that at home. And it's so amazing to find a company that you align with so well. We reached out to them in praying that they would work with us. And we just want to thank Tavor for helping us with this episode. There's going to be a link down in the description below. Check out the website. They have memberships. You can get some beer. It is the best way to get craft beer from all over the country without having to travel. And I just wanted to thank Tavor for that as not only a consumer, but a former brewery owner. And I'll also touch on that real quick too and say for me living in a small town where I do, it's so awesome to be able to try different beers because I don't get to go always go up to the city and grab the next craft beer or whatever it is. So to have that subscription to me sent to my home is perfect. You can't ask for something better. Right on, JJ. So back to what we were talking about. What's your second scenario? So second scenario is uh, if you wanted to be a little more liquid and you do have your Roth IRA maxed out, fund more into the Roth or not into the Roth IRA, fund more into the uh, into your Robinhood or to your brokerage account. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, buy a little bit more either you know some ETFs or if you want to start dabbling with some stocks a little bit. Uh, I see nothing wrong with that. But this so this kind of goes hand in hand with my with my third third scenario because. Uh, these last two, I wouldn't really say are in order. If anything, probably my third one would be my my number one. Um, my third one is actually was going to be uh, house hacking. Now, I don't know Ethan's living situation. I don't know if he's going to be, I don't know if he's like away for college or anything like that. Yeah. Man, if I go back, and so I was saying earlier this, in this episode, if I go back to 20-year-old JJ, you bet your sweet, you know what? I would be buying a duplex and house hacking the hell out of that thing. Uh, that, that would, that would be my first and foremost big thing, because here's the cool thing, Ethan is if you have earned income and you can get a mortgage, the cool part about this is because you will be living in the property, you only have to come up with three and a half percent down. So if you go buy a hundred thousand dollar property, let's say it's a three bed, two bath, and you're in the Midwest, I don't know where you're located at, but let's say you can go find a hundred thousand dollar property that may not be the best. Maybe you want to fix it up a little bit on your spare time, you know, on college or whatever. It's going to take some extra work, but let's say you want to do that. It's only thirty five hundred dollars you have to come up with plus closing costs. Yeah, I mean, he has that in the bank. I'm not saying I wouldn't say drain your your savings account to do that. Save up the money first and then go do that. Have money in the bank, especially if you're gonna, especially if you're gonna be buying a house, because we all know whenever you buy a house, right away you're putting money into that thing. So that would be probably my number one is. Is really if, if if real estate's in your realm, if that's something that interests you, it may not. Real estate's not for everybody. For me, I would do it in a heartbeat uh, because of the wealth you can build through that. Because here's the cool thing: when you do that, whenever you leave that unit to buy a, a, your own personal home, or you want to do your next house hack, or whatever it may be, now you have a full fledged rental property 
multi-units that is renting and hopefully cash flowing it yourself if you did your your uh, your numbers right, mm-hmm. then you're set up, man. You, you're making money. You have an appreciating asset. And I mean, you're you're 20, let's say you're 22 years old and you have your first rental, you have your rental property fully rented out and you're house hacking another one or you're living in your personal personal mortgage. Yeah, I mean, and this is back to holding a little bit of cash and I said buying a house, even if that is a house hack, like if you could save $2,000 a year for the next five years and you start telling people that you have 15 grand liquid cash in the bank, no one's going to tell you you're an idiot. Yep. No one's going to be like, do you know how much money you lost to inflation on that 15 grand? Like, no. And this is back to that episode when my wife had 66K in the bank and I had no idea. Because she was just saving, 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 not investing, saving, saving. And then when we needed a house, boom, money was there. And it's also really important to know too that like what you mentioned, Brad, is you you don't want to be putting short-term purchases, you know, in the market. Yeah. You know, if I had like I have a lot of cash sometimes in the bank because uh for sometimes I'm looking for a rental property. And the call comes in. It comes in. Y'all got a deal. You know, I need the yeah. cash today. Yeah, and I don't want the market to be down twenty percent because of something crazy going on. And now I, instead of having a $40,000 down payment in cash, now I have 30,000 and I'm short, you know, that's, that's one thing you got to think about with these purchases. And that's one. I'm glad you made that point about having that savings first in hand. That's, that's very important. If he said to us, I kind of want to buy a house. I know I want to buy a house in 10 years when I'm 30 for the next five years, would I be a donkey for taking money and putting it in a total stock market index fund? What would you say? No. You wouldn't do it for the next five years. Oh, hang on. I think I misread your question. I Yeah, I would invest it. Yeah, so right. So if if he knew that that, that purchase, I'm not going to buy a house until I'm 30 years was old. far down the road, yes. 30 years old for the next five years, I'm going to put it in a total stock market index fund for the next five years, and then I'll take yep. it out and hold it in cash in case I need it. I want to buy a house in six years. You'd be okay with that. I would. I would hope, though, that he would have other investments on top of that, like going towards retirement or whatever as well. Yes. Like, I wouldn't want him to pull out his only investments to go buy a house. Right. No, I, I agree. Yeah, no, that would, yes. that would be kind of like his... Yeah, because I know that the stock market over the long term is probably going to go up. We know that. But it, like you, you did mention that long and that short term. And I'll tell you this, too, because I... I've been getting this a lot, and I know I talk about index funds a lot. Maybe he already has all that, and he's maybe this was just strictly an investing question. Mm-hmm. And I want people to know, and I'm going to say it on the record for Ethan and for anybody else, that I have nothing against high-risk investments with like 10% of your net worth. Same. I have no problem with so like he's saying it right now. We got thirty five. Call another six is four thousand sixty two. Let's just say he has a ten thousand dollar net worth. If he wants to take a thousand dollars of that net worth and and go a little risky, I, I don't. I don't care. Like that would great. You, you know, it, he's so young. I would. I would be. I would if it was me. Like me personally, even a little bit more than that would be fine. Yeah, that that gives he's me so the, young. That gives me the heebie-jeebies thinking about that. Like ten percent for me is like. But oh, you're saying no more than that? Yeah, 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 yeah. for me. And I mean, you have to define your risk. Like I right. know people right now that think that NFTs are a really, really great investment, you know? And Maybe that's an episode we need to talk about. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about it. But, <laughs> you know, and but then again, like a couple of years ago, Bitcoin was an NFT to most people as far as like the same level of playing field. So you define that risk, Ethan. So I mean, 
JJ made a good point. You are a little bit younger, so you do have a little bit more risk tolerance. You have a little bit more time to make up for mistakes. But I think if anything, when you're saying to me, when I hear like, all right, I have money in this money market account. It's not really making any interest. No money market accounts really are right now. And you you sounded worried that you need to deploy that somewhere else to be financially successful. Dude, man, you're straight. You got you got some emergency fund in the bank. You're blessed. You know, you, maybe you want to get a car in a little bit or whatever. I don't think you should be ashamed or feel rushed or feel pressured to move that 35 Hondo. So true, man. I, I agree 100%. Yeah. And you can, you, I said, if you have earned, definitely earned income, the first place, even outside that broker, to be honest, if we're having this conversation and we're being really, really honest with one another, before I touch that 35 hundo, I'm taking the 22 out of the brokerage account and I'm putting it into the Roth IRA. <laughs> yeah, I'm, no, I'm sure. moving money from the brokerage account because you can make the same exact investments, but with the Roth IRA, you have a fixed amount and they just moved it. So you can still invest in twenty for twenty twenty up until May seventeenth. So even though we're in twenty twenty one, you still have till the May seventeenth. And if you've already put money in twenty twenty one, you can still go back and do it for twenty twenty. You get to choose the year when you put that contribution in. That's I'm moving that brokerage money for I'm taking the fifty bucks out of Robinhood and I'm putting it into my my Roth IRA because the $50 in dividend in Roth IRA is probably going to hold you back longer in the long term than if you put that in your Roth IRA and let it compound until you're 59 and a half. And grow tax-free. And grow tax-free. And put it in realty income, you know, the monthly paying dividend stock. Put it in AT&T, 7%, whatever. I'm not telling you put it in any stock, but I'm saying you can right, make right. those, you can put those dividends. Right now you're paying taxes on those dividends inside Robinhood in your brokerage account. You're not ever Ever, ever, forever, ever, forever, but, ever, ever, gonna pay taxes in your Roth IRA, and if you die, your kids and your beneficiaries aren't either. You know, so yeah, no, I agree, and I want to reiterate something real quick before we wrap this up. Brad is, uh, I I'm glad you made that point because I think it's a very important point to be made, especially to a a a, uh, a kid like Ethan. Is don't be so concerned on oh, I gotta invest every dollar because I gotta make the interest rate. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up, Brad, because I, I completely missed that. I wasn't thinking about because I was so focused on Ethan's question about, you know, what should I invest in? That it is very important to just get through school, man. Get through school, put some money in the bank. You know, if you graduate college and you got 10K in the bank, dude, you're rolling, my dude. Yeah. You are rolling. My, I think my investment portfolio is probably like 250 and I have over $100,000 in Capital One. So I'm like 50 50. I mean, my investments are only 2x my cash right now. Like, yep. I'm a little older. I'm a little more conservative. And I <laughs> I just got money back because I just had a house closed. But a couple months back in September, I wrote a $92,000 hard money loan. And it made yep. me it made me a, a ton of money just for having that money liquid in cash. So don't worry so much about having money liquid in cash because there are going to be – and as you get older, Ethan, you're going to see them – there are many, many ways to make money outside of investing in the stock market. And sometimes you need to be able to pay to play inside that market. And it's also nice to have that cash available when something comes up. Life life happens. Dude. You know, we, we you may have you know may have to go to the hospital or you you may have some big bill that's a shocker or you know, and if you don't have that that money in the bank, you know, what are you gonna do? You know, or or, or you may have an opportunity come up. You know, you you may have uh 
let's say you're renting in a house right now and then the neighbor's house comes up for sale and it's uh you know a, a great deal it's an amazing deal yeah but you don't have the money you know in the bank account to uh to make that down payment and to pay those closing costs those are those are things you got to think about only people that are going to call you donkey for having too much cash are doing worse than you financially you know the guru himself Graham Stephan has said over and over again he's holding a ridiculous ridiculous amount of cash yep <laughs> ridiculous no one's no one that's doing better than you financially is going to hate on you for having too much cash do you hear that kid Ethan Man, what a donkey. He's got so much cash in the bank that he should be investing. Like, nah, dude. It ain't like that to me. Enjoy your blessings. Life's going to happen. If anything, take some of that Take some of that 22 hundo. And I, maybe I'll post my video about, <laughs> I think the title is like, I will not have a brokerage account. Because at the time it was, I will not have a brokerage account until my 403B is maxed, my 457 is maxed. My Roth IRA is maxed. My HSA is maxed. And all the other things are maxed. Then I'll start to dabble in a brokerage account. Now, do I now? Yeah, all my, all my stuff's maxed. But yeah, man. Great question, Ethan. Great question. Keep the 35 hundo. Maybe put some more money into that Roth IRA. Yep. Yep. Win-win, man. I mean, like I said, dude, you're, you're killing it. You're going to be successful. Mm-hmm. You know, asking these questions as a 20-year-old. Damn. Come on, dude. Come on, my man. You're killing it, brother. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Guys. I wish I could tell you what kind of questions I was asking, what I could do with 3,500 <laughs> when, when I was 20 years old. Jeez. <laughs> oh, I love it, man. I love it. You freaking boomer. All right, guys. Hey, we appreciate you guys so much to list, uh, for listening and everyone who has sent in voicemails. Thank you guys so much. If you have a question, click that link down below. You'll get to hear your voice on the Average Money Podcast. To hear your question, we'll answer it. May not be right, but we'll answer it. Guys, thank you so much for uh, for listening, for giving some of your time during your day to listen to Brad and I's voice. Until the next one, you guys take care. Hey guys, so in today's world, it is extremely important to make sure you are protecting your online privacy and identity. You have to think about this when you are traveling or you're out using public Wi-Fi, checking your Robinhood portfolio, or just browsing the internet. It is so important to make sure you have a VPN service so that way you are protecting yourself and your online identity. One way you can do this is by using a VPN service, and the VPN Brad and I recommend and use is the world's leading VPN, Private Internet Access. With Private Internet Access, you can browse anonymously with a private IP address and enable strong encryption to protect yourself from your ISP and public Wi-Fi networks. You can also get access to tons of new content on platforms like Netflix, Disney+, Amazon Prime Video, HBO Go, and more. Private internet access provides the highest speeds and most encryption. If you guys are interested in protecting yourself online, then for a limited time only, you can get two years plus three months free for only $2.59 per month. When you go to privateinternetaccess.com slash average money, there is a link also in the show notes for you guys to click on.